warm greetings to you this winter, and welcome to episode 44 of the TSET Better Health Podcast. This is your host, James Tyree, Associate Director of Integrated Communications at TSET. And I'm Dylan Jasna, TSET Associate Director of Campaigns and Brands. February is American Heart Month, which makes sense considering Valentine's Day falls in this month. And yes, this is your friendly reminder that Valentine's Day is coming up. But American Heart Month also serves as a month-long reminder of just how important maintaining good heart health really is. After all, heart disease is the leading cause of death in the U.S., accounting for nearly 700,000 deaths a year. That is more than cancer, COVID-19, and accidents. You know, Dylan, a lot of cardiovascular disease, which includes coronary heart disease, stroke, and any medical condition that involves the heart or blood vessels, can be avoided. Or at least we can take control and do things that improve heart health and reduce our risk. Decreasing the risk of cardiovascular disease in Oklahoma is part of our mission here at TSET, and it's something that many of you care about for yourself and your family and friends. So today, we'll hear from a cardiologist who will share with us what he sees on the job and how he advises his patients to help them with their cardiovascular health. We'll also hear from staff at the Cleveland County Wellness Square in Norman, where James and our fabulous audio engineer Sam visited recently. The staff members talked about classes, activities, and events at the square that are not only tons of fun, but also beneficial for heart and total health, and how you can be good to your heart no matter where you live in the state or beyond. So let's begin by meeting and conversing with a cardiologist in Oklahoma City. Um, I'm Tim Daly. I'm an interventional cardiologist uh, at Baptist Integris Hospital in Oklahoma City. Thanks for joining us. So what is an interventional cardiologist? What does that specialty entail? An interventional cardiologist, it specializes in kind of opening up arteries or doing different kind of procedures, which we can talk a little bit about. Uh, medical conditions like heart failure, rhythm problems, uh, and then, of course, coronary disease is the, you know, very, uh, uh, very something prominent in the society. And so people come in with uh, blockages in the heart arteries, which can lead to heart failure. Or, uh, and so those are the kind of things we deal with. Also, not to go into it too much, but like I said, peripheral arterial disease. So people who have blockages in their leg arteries or neck arteries that cause strokes or cause legs for amputations, uh, uh, those kind of things we also deal with. So it's kind of a big, broad umbrella that we deal with. That is very serious stuff. Why do you think heart and cardiovascular disease is so prevalent? Why is it so common? Well, first and foremost, we're living longer, right? So like you're a caveman back in the day, uh, you didn't live long enough to develop coronary disease. <laughs> so that's one big thing. Um, and then as long as we started going through kind of historically the industrial revolution, we had, you know, uh, people living longer, then we started seeing more factors. Um, and so whenever we talk about the factors, the risk factors, you have modifiable risk factors, which we'll talk about. And then we have 
non-modifiable risk factors. And non-modifiable risk factors, most importantly, is genetics. So if you're you know, if your dad had a heart attack at age 20, um, that you're going to be more likely to develop heart disease when you're earlier on in your life. So we usually tell people, you know, a male before they age about 50 or 55 or a female before they age uh, 55 or 65, somewhere in that range, if you have it earlier that in your family, it's kind of earlier heart disease and you're more at risk. So I think that... Um, The biggest factor, though, is is all the modifiable risk factors, right? We're eating less healthy. We have more diabetes. We have more obesity. We have, uh, you know, rates of smoking hopefully will be going down. Uh, we have all those kind of things that are going out there, uh, high cholesterol, all these kind of factors that we have to look at. Um, and so as a society as a whole of all those things I just mentioned, we haven't been doing a great job over the last you know, 20, 30 years of doing a better uh, exercise, lifestyle modification, those kind of things. We've actually been, rates of obesity are going up, you know, all those kind of factors are weighing in. So why is it becoming more common is because we're still doing somewhat of a poor job about working on those modifiable risk factors way more than the, even the genetic ones. What is the biggest modifiable risk? Well, kind of let's go with the first and foremost thing. So I, I'm my huge pet peeve is smoking. I, I, I always tell people in the office, I, I would probably be out of a job if it wasn't for the tobacco industry, because seriously, it, it's the number one through about the number 50 risk factor that I tell people they need to cut out. You know, as far as working on those risk factors is concerned, uh, that's going to be the number one thing. Um, and so, um, you know, the, the working towards those barriers to get over that, those modifiable risk factors that people have had set patterns in their life for a long time um, is very difficult. It's, it's one of those things that you, you find a lot of resistance when I tell someone, hey, you need to quit smoking, for example. And they say, well, I've been smoking since I'm nine years old. And, you know, it, it literally, I've had people tell me before they're even 10 years old, people have started smoking in Oklahoma. Um, and I usually tell them that's the time to quit, right? I mean, you've been doing it long enough. Now is the time. What can you say about reducing the risk of other modifiable factors like diet and nutrition? Have you ever seen the documentary Super Size Me? I mean, we have, you know, ginormous portions. We tend to overeat the rates of obesity, diabetes, all those things. Um, but what, you know, as far as the, the data behind diets, um, There's uh, usually what we talk about is a heart healthy diet or a Mediterranean diet. Uh, these are, you can look these up, but really it kind of focuses on more fresh frozen or fresh vegetables, fruits, um, working with more fish as opposed to red meats. Um, and there's good data behind supporting those things. So a heart healthy diet is different than, you know, obesity diet. Weight is a little different than heart healthy But trying to focus on the more, uh, you know, complex carbs and, and instead of simple carbs, uh, think about how many sugars we drink in our soft drinks and those kind of things. Trying to cut down on those kind of unhealthy habits again is kind of a mainstay. And then, of course, you know, our like I said, the fast food industry is really kind of blown up over time. And so I'm trying to kind of focus away from that as much as you can is a good idea. We know that physical activity is also important. But how active do we need to be for good heart health? Does it take a ton? So people will get in this mindset of like, oh man, I have to be 
really killing it at the gym to be healthy. And that's really not what it, what the data shows. Any exercise movement is what uh, makes you live longer. And as a matter of fact, I always tell people, I saw a video of like these elderly women and they were all over a hundred and what they, they said, what's the key to a long life? And they all said, keep moving. I really think that is a huge factor. Um, and the data, as I was going to say, is that, uh, that even uh, light to moderate intensity exercise, and we're talking about just walking, trying to get your heart rate up a little bit where you can feel the warmth going in your body, those kind of things. But, you know, sometimes we have people who say, I can't, my joints are bad, my back's bad, my, you know, whatever, I'm in chronic pain. And so I always say, if that's the case, then if you can get access to a pool, like, you know, a YMCA, um, something that can unload the joints, that's probably the best exercise. Outside of that, I really recommend like these little pedal machines you can get on Amazon or Walmart.com or anything like that for fairly inexpensive uh, $40, $50 and try to get in exercise that way. But it is extremely important to keep up the exercise. From all you know and have seen, what do you want our listeners to remember most about cardiovascular health? Yeah, that's a big question. I think I would just say that uh, probably what we already discussed is like, don't, I think people get overwhelmed. They hear, I need to do a good diet. I need to do exercise. I need to quit smoking. I need to get, you know, my cholesterol down. I need to, et cetera, et cetera. I think you just should take it a, a step at a time, assess what's going on reason, realistically. You know, a lot of people live in denial about their habits. Um, and I always tell people I would start with smoking by far and away is my first and most important thing is, is working towards quitting smoking. Um, because it doesn't matter if you're on, you know, the right statin medicine for your cholesterol and you, you know, exercise and all those kind of things. If you're smoking, you're doing damage every time you're taking a breath. And that's not even to mention the other non-cardiac effects of smoking. Um, but I would say that you just kind of got to start taking those one things at a time and realist realistically looking at yourself and saying, what, what do I need to do to improve my heart health? Because a lot of times, like I said, people are, uh, in denial and they just, they, they, they know what the, you know, people don't have to come in my office to hear that. Uh, they know what the best thing to do for themselves is already. They just haven't really taken those steps yet. Thank you, Dr. Tim Daly, for that helpful information from a vantage point that most of us don't see firsthand. A lot of the points he touched on for improving heart health are areas in which T-set brands, specifically Shape Your Future and the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline, address in a supportive way. Yeah, James. And, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive or hard to live a healthy life. On ShapeYourFutureOK.com, we have free, nutritious, healthy, and delicious recipes that are budget-friendly and you can make in under 20 minutes. We also have free workouts that you can do at home or on the go. And we also have a really extensive blog that has fun, easy tips to incorporate change into your life that just makes living a healthier life easier. And then we have the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline. They are there 24-7 for any Oklahoman ready to quit tobacco. To learn more, just go to okhelpline.com. That is very good to know. Thank you, Dylan. 
Healthy eating and physical activity are both key for good heart health, as we know. But to stick with it, nutrition and activity have to be accessible, enjoyable, and practical. Audiovisual storyteller Sam Carrillo and I found all this and more at the Cleveland County Wellness Square in Norman recently. While I interviewed some staff members, which you are about to hear, Sam was off shooting video of a boot camp class that is designed for people of all ages, after which he talked with its instructor. So be sure to check that out on this podcast page. But for now, let's meet some of the people at the place often simply called The Well. My name is Kat Willis. I am a health educator and an injury prevention specialist at the Cleveland County Health Department and here at The Well. My name is Micah Caruso. I am also a health educator. I work with the Cleveland County Health Department and also at The Well. Lovely. My name is Mary Bixler and I'm our public information officer at the Cleveland County Health Department and The Well as well. Hi, I'm Tara McLean and I run the farmer's market here. Okay, my first question is starting really basic and then we'll dive down Mm -hmm. into more specifics. But uh, you mentioned the well. What is the well and what makes it so special? The well is the Cleveland County Wellness Center. It is a joint effort between Cleveland County and the Cleveland County Health Department. Um, And it is basically just a overall whole wellness center that we give classes, we... um, have nutrition classes we have the farmers market here um, it's just general overall wellness so um, there are a lot of things happening here can you just give a couple of examples of like popular classes or programs or things like that oh sure yeah we have quite a plethora of different kind of categories of classes because we do see some different types of audiences. So we've kind of tried to cater classes to all the people that in our community that utilize the well. Um, And we have some great partnerships with individual business owners um, and folks that are farm market vendors, but also other organizations. We work with um, Mid-America Tech Center, and we also work with more Norman Tech Center. So those have become partnerships kind of across the well and those agencies that we can provide kind of trainings. We do different classes. Um, these are essentially their classes. So we do different cooking classes. Um, we're doing a basics of crochet class. That's gonna be really fun. So kind of sp- specified into kind of that like almost homesteading, a little bit baking bread, doing your own cinnamon rolls, kombucha, different things like that. So that's a really fun partnership that we have with those organizations. And then we get into some of those physical fitness where we have, you know, cardio kickboxing and yoga and meditation and mindfulness. Um, Prenatal yoga is something that we just started. So kind of a little something for everyone. And then we do kind of dive into that Um, not just, you know, nutrition and cooking education, but we also do financial wellness, financial planning classes with people that are really well versed in, you know, Medicaid and Medicare or estate planning and funeral planning. Because if you have not been through that, it is really, really something that can involve the whole family and, you know, takes a lot of intentional planning. 
So that is very important. Mm-hmm. But to go back to the nutrition classes, as this is heart Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for heart health. Of, what type of uh, nutrition classes do you have here? Yeah, we've, we've focused on, um, we work with one individual who is a registered dietitian. And we've worked with a couple different, you know, diabetes prevention centers um, that are local partners in Norman. Um, but right now we really have these nutrition classes focused on nutrition 101. You know, what are the basics for really um, eating healthily and, you know, getting what you need. And also we've gotten a lot of interest in um, nutrition for immunity, whether that's kind of preventing chronic illness and chronic disease or managing it. Um, That's been a big focus for us right now. And then also meal prepping because we are in Norman. So we see, you know, we have busy families um, that are meal prepping, but also college students. So that's been a focus for some of our nutrition classes, you know, not just what needs to be in those meal preps, but um, how to do that. You know, what are some tips and tricks for meal prepping? So those have been our focuses for, I would say, probably the past quarter or few months, you know, especially during New Year's. We're all trying to get recalibrated to our healthy lifestyles and healthy eating. So let me ask you this. Are there some programs that that, uh, that you and Micah will be working on? We are offering a really new cool program at the start of February called Away to Wellness that is going to be directly impacting uh, nutrition, physical fitness, um, and overall well-being, it's going to be called a way to wellness. Uh, The reason why we're going to be doing this is because in 2020, Oklahoma had the ninth highest obesity prevalence in the nation. So Oklahomans are uh, 4.5% more likely to be obese than the national average. We want to uh, change those numbers and start empowering Okies to take more uh, empowered Okies to be able to have um, less barriers to make healthy choices in life. And what's going to be really great about this is it's going to be what we hope to be real help um, from real people to for real people. So it's not going to be two people up on a soapbox yelling at you to change your lifestyles. It's going to be <laughs> us two doing the program with you, helping you get rid of those barriers in a very uh, realistic and healthy way. Okay. That will also be a free class. We will do the screenings. Whether you have insurance or not, you are able to come for so those eight weeks. Each class, we will also be doing the blood pressure and then the weight to measure those health markers. And that's what sets us apart from a lot of different programs when it comes to health, is that we are, we are connecting you to health screenings as well as giving that best research, um, um, sorry, evidence-based research. Mm-hmm. And we also will be pulling in a nutritionist from the Cleveland County Health Department to teach on nutrition for those classes. And Micah and I will be teaching the remainder of the classes mm-hmm. and giving stress management. We will be giving you SMART goals. We will be meeting you where you are at and helping you achieve the goals that you would like to make, to make your life better and mm-hmm. healthier, because mm-hmm. everyone deserves to be well. <laughs> it sounds like you have a class that has several people, but the, the last thing that you said is that even though it will involve a number of people who register, that it really is uh, helping for meeting individual goals. Yes. We look at you not as participants, but as experts of your own health. And we will help you meet you where you were at and help that goal be realistic 
timely. Um, we also ask you to share these findings with your doctor because one thing that we really want to encourage is to go to the doctor to get those health screenings each year so that you can be well. This sounds like a really wonderful class, but it's just one of many, many things happening here mm -hmm. at the well. Just how dynamic of a place is it in terms of activities and classes and things like that? Oh, certainly, yeah. And this is a great place for, for Tara, our farm market manager, to mm -hmm. pop in. So I'll let you talk about how dynamic the farm market is and how it, it really pulls a lot of our programs together. Sure, so our farm market is every weekend, uh, every Saturday, all year round. Um, we do have a climate controlled inside building. So even on those pretty bad weather days, we're still, we still have market. Um, we've only canceled one day this year. Um, but pretty much even throughout the winter, a lot of our farmers are still bringing in produce. Um, we still have tomatoes, even though it's the middle of the winter. We have people that are growing in hothouses. Um, we still have all of your lettuce, all of your root vegetables, um, and you can get those all year round. But it's not just vegetables. We also have people that do crafts. We have, you know, crochet, pretty much anything you could ever think of. We've got the honey, we've got the meat, we've got eggs. Anything you can get at the grocery store, um, you can pretty much get here. And it's super fresh and it's super healthy. It is. And, and super local. Yeah, and it doesn't take a long distance to get to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's there's really something to be said about eating fresh fruit and vegetables that have only come from minutes away. So because this is uh, Heart Health Month, uh, one of the things I want to touch on is all of the physical fitness classes that we have available. Uh, mm -hmm. We have yoga, we have Tai Chi, we have boot camp, we have levels for all abilities. So um, if you aren't very, um, you know, bendy, hey, we've got <laughs> yoga for everyone. We've got we chairs. Have, if, yeah, mm -hmm. we have chairs. Um, we have Zumba, if you're interested in more getting uh, your dance on. Um, we have a normal re Norman regional walking group. Um, so really we have all different kinds of classes that can help with heart health. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I think something that's really cool about the well um, are, and maybe you already touched on this, uh, but we have offerings that are for folks who might be mobility impaired. Um, so we have those walking groups, you know, that are inside on a paved surface. And so mm -hmm. you can still, if you have a, a cane or you have a wheelchair, you know, there's definitely still great ways to participate in that those healthy healthy behaviors and just that community of getting together and then one class that i just really love um, it's called dance for parkinson's mm -hmm. but it's actually open to anybody who is mobility impaired and we host that here at the well in our um, event hall market hall excuse me and that we have ou school of dance that comes and it's basically you know everything you can do from um, a seat, so it's definitely wheelchair friendly, but we also have, um, you know, some kids come that, that have, you know, maybe maybe cognitive differences, um, and so it's just really open to anybody who might not fit in that, be comfortable in like a traditional dance class, you know, we're sensorily aware, um, mobility aware, and I think that is so important to offer people because there's just so much of our community that can't quite interact um, in some of those normal you know, cardio kickboxing fashion. And so it's really important to have an outlet for, for our whole community. That's mm -hmm. terrific. Now, a question I have for you is that, of course, you know, this is Cleveland County Wellness Square and a lot of dynamic things happening 
here locally, but his podcast goes throughout the state and beyond. And I know that you're familiar with the state health department. Mm -hmm. And so if someone is living elsewhere, um, are there like similar uh, activities happening and, you know, Mm -hmm. with health educators or anyone else? Why health educators are important. The way I see it is that our job is to um, fill in the gaps where the education is the most important inside that specific district. Mm-hmm. So we specifically get to go out and figure out what is the most needed within our districts and find which specialties we uh, are the most interested in and find different ways to serve our communities. It's amazing because health educators, I think, are kind of like chameleons because we just shift and change to make sure that we fit the needs of Oklahomans to Mm -hmm. get them the education and the resources and support that they need. So I think that's why um, health educators are incredibly important. Yeah, and I love that you spoke to that, Micah, because I think that is the beauty of, you know, being boots on the ground, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, with our community is we're able to get that direct feedback, you know, that two-way communication, so important to understand yeah, what are the needs? Where are the barriers to health literacy or changing those behaviors? So much of leaning into that prevention framework is education. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's so amazing to get direct, um, you know, access to our community. You know, Kat and Micah, we're all very, and Tara, you know, with the farm market, are very involved in our community and very connected. And we do a lot of different outreach to just reach people and tell them, what they, you know, are eligible for at the health department, but also, again, how do we lean into that prevention? How do we help treat you acutely, but how do we lean into that prevention framework Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, you know, work on increasing our health outcomes? Because we know in Oklahoma, we're on the bottom of Mm -hmm. lists, uh, you know, that we don't want to be on at the top or at the bottom of the ones we do want to be on at the top of the ones we don't necessarily want to be on. And so we know that, you know, education can change behavior, which can change health outcomes. And I think it's really cool to see that that doesn't necessarily bottleneck at the state, you know, that it can trickle down and can be customizable, like Micah was saying, to what that direct community needs. Um, And that's so important if we're really reaching different people, different communities, you know, there might be different language challenges and we've really got to be able to meet people where they're at so i love that you you spoke to that so well thank you and this is the final question and it's for, for you guys uh going into heart health is what one tip would you have to, uh, for for people to be good to their ticker you know you best be kind to yourself. Our district nurse manager is really wonderful at the health department. We put together a little video last year and she was kind of like talking about what are some of the best things that you can do for yourself in the realm of heart health. And I think, you know, we don't talk about this enough, but really that um, prevention and getting, getting some of those, some tests that can help you establish what your baseline is. Maybe that's what your blood pressure runs, your A1C, um, that's your blood sugar, um, you know, some of these different tests that you might not think about are really important to, to establish until you're um, then in an acute situation that's going to set you up for some chronic, you know, long-term problems that do affect your heart health. And so I think that's really important to kind of be on that prevention, that prevention side and just, you know, talk with your physician. If you have one that you see, get some of those tests so you can establish a baseline and then, yeah, cater your cater your plan um, to what to what your needs are. My one tip 
to really think about your life and what you enjoy and to do what you love. Mm. So whether that's getting out to have a cup of tea with your friend and helping your mental health, whether that's getting out to take a walk and getting to know your neighbors, coming to the well and dancing your heart out. <laughs> Find what you love to do and do it and keep on doing it. Um, that is my tip, whether it's food, whether it's exercise, whether it's just learning how to take a breath and be, mm -hmm. find what you love and do it. That's wonderful, mm -hmm. I love it. I live in Oklahoma City, but that makes me wanna go down the I-35 and visit the well. There are a lot of great things happening there that's not only good for heart health, but also sounds like a lot of fun. But I also appreciate their mind and body health tips and comments on how Oklahomans can benefit from their local health educator, no matter where they live. And as you mentioned before, Shape Your Future at shapeyourfutureok.com offers a lot of helpful and practical resources for families and individuals who want to eat better and move more, even and especially for those who are crunched for time with their busy schedules. So, happy American Heart Month, everyone. And remember, there is a leap day this year, so we get an extra day to celebrate. Yes, we do. But remember to take good care of your heart all year long. We also remind you that you can listen to this or any past episode by visiting oklahoma.gov slash tset slash podcast or anywhere you normally listen to podcasts. Take care, stay heart healthy, and until next time, this is Dylan Jasner and James Tyree wishing you peace and better health.